Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Scumbags, this is the Scummy Mummies Podcast, with your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies Podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And today, Ellie, we have an incredibly exciting guest. It is, of course, Tim Bain. Hello, Tim. Hello, Scummy Mummies. Oh, two Australians. Oh, <laughs> oh God. it's a disaster. Oh, oh go home. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oh, no. It's very exciting because Tim is not only an award-winning uh, children's uh, TV writer, comedy writer, uh, you're a father of three... Um, you're Australian. Uh, what else can I say about you, Tim? You're a producer, creative I'm a producer, director. Yes, a, a scabby daddy. Is that what you yes. call us? Yes. Whatever you like. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'll go for that. And once upon a time, you and I used to sit next to each other at university. We did doing cinema studies. Oh, we did too. You, me, and <laughs> oh, oh, I've been reminded. <laughs> we were together. You were in the rival college to me. Yes, we, we did cinema studies. Yeah, yeah. We sat. We're our. We lived in two different residential colleges. I went to Ormond, he went to Trinity. But um, yeah. Wasn't we, that cushy? We had like, I think it was a 10 a.m. movie at the local cinema. Yeah. That's how we art students started our week. Yeah, exactly. And then we, we made up some shit about the film, and then that was it. <laughs> and then you've gone on to be like a famous TV writer, and I've, I hang out with this woman and talk about my boobs. <laughs> oh. Arts degrees, kids. That, that's what yeah. gets you. Yeah, I did film studies. We didn't even have to turn up at 10 o'clock. We, just, we had a video <laughs> library. We're just going to get some tapes out and watch that when you're really, you know. So uh, I want to know, Tim, so I've only actually known Helen Thorne for eight years. What was student Helen Thorne like? What was she like at university? Oh, my God. Can you remember university Can at all, remember. Tim? It looks like Helen not. did go to college with my husband, actually, the rival college, my now husband, mm. uh, Justin. Of course, yeah. he wasn't gay until he met Helen, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you had a fling with my friend who's a lady, though. You... Oh, I did. Yes. That's right. Yeah, my friend Jane. Yeah, who, who was dubbed Jane Bain, my surname <laughs> being Bain, by all my friends. And then my next girlfriend, whose name was Lauren, she got changed into Lorraine to be Lorraine Bain. Uh, <laughs> Come on, and then you're like, that's it. I'm done with women. I'm done with women. I can't deal with the rhyming. (laughs) Where is she now? She doesn't want to be featured in this podcast. Respect to privacy. Don't take her name in vain. (laughs) Me, vain. Because so uh, yeah, so we had lots of mutual friends, like because the kids that you went to clearly, um, <laughs> there is probably a Venn diagram of, of there sorts. Is. Yeah, it's pretty there incestuous. Is. It was Australian. Come on, oh, there it wasn't sounds, much choice. I don't, but that, but that makes it implies that like British student life in the nineties, we were all sort of wearing crinolines and not showing each other our ankles. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Oh, yeah, on, no. not 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 no. not ankles. Uh, I've no. seen your nineties Hugh Grant movies. It was all very awkward back then. Wasn't oh it? sure, sure, Catford in the 90s exactly like Notting Hill <laughs> that was my life definitely wasn't all about getting finger behind a weather spoon um, so heavy time never made it into a Richard Curtis movie funnily enough no that, strange that, that isn't it strange how none of them are set in South East London who would have thought it I just, I just don't know um, well, that's a trip down memory lane, yeah, Jane yeah, Bain. Jane Bain. Go. Well, Justin's going to love hearing that story on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> he, he probably does. So, when did you meet Justin? Then it was uh... I met him, uh, yeah, years ago now, 16, 17 years ago, in a nightclub in Melbourne called the Market, uh, which had an icon of a, a man with a shopping trolley and the tagline "Late Night Shopping." <laughs> And, uh, and so that's what classy. I did. Yes, yeah, I popped him in my basket and went to the checkouts. <laughs> 
And was it love at first sight? Was it buy one, get one free? It was, it was probably lust at first sight uh, on the dance floor at midnight uh, yeah. after after a few stollies. Um, but, um, yeah, we, we hit it off. And uh, a few years later, when we were living in Britain, uh, the then Prime Minister David Cameron made it legal to marry... For men and women to marry, not marry, for men to marry men and women to marry women, men and women could do it for years. But um, yeah, we we were one of the first couples to. You were one of the first in the kids. Yeah. Go on. Were you a little bit annoyed that you weren't there first? Did you try and get in? <laughs> yeah, that's I'd right. be like, was oh. it, wasn't it Elton and Elton and David were one of the first, weren't they? They they were quite probably soon, yes, quite soon in yes. Yeah, mm. absolutely. We yeah we were one of the first. I think in the first year or so. Uh, and then we returned to Australia a few years later and suddenly our marriage was like annulled, you know, because really? it was just illegal. We did, it wasn't recognised there, which was rather frustrating. Mm. Was it upsetting or, or as well? Or was it, I mean, like, because it must, did it, did it mean quite a lot to be one of the, to, to, to be one of the, make, making history in a sense? I, I, I really, only really sort of reflect on that now that we were one of the first. It wasn't, you know, I just wanted to marry Justin. That was the, the person I loved and, and we got to do that. Um, but yeah, it was frustrating going back to Australia and that not being recognised. Uh, and then having to go to a fucking um, poll that the, all the oh nation God. got to decide, uh, you know, as if, as if it was a reality show, whether or not our marriage should be a thing. Mm. Uh, that was that, that was horrific. I mean, it was a great result in the end, but yeah. you shouldn't have had the fucking thing in the first place. I, I cried. I cried right. and cried and cried when I and um, when I saw there's a um, openly gay politician called Penny Wong. And when she found the results and cried, I cried even more. Absolutely, it was really yeah. moving. And then it meant that my sister could marry her wife and yes. we could go back for and it was just beautiful and the prick over the prime minister at the times um sister. sister got to get married as well yeah um yeah yeah i mean as a british person i just can't imagine what it's like to take a really really important question and ask the general populace about <laughs> yeah. it uh, only for a lot of bullshit to be spread about uh, and to get a result that potentially fucks up everyone's lives i mean i just can't imagine what that must have been like for you tim that sounds very it's stretch, Ellie. it's a real stretch yeah. for us all absolutely yes. Joy. At least yeah. you had a happy ending. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you 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 legitimately married now in both of your we home, home countries. All above board now. <laughs> Good hope. No longer living in sin. Yeah. So when did you become a dad? Uh, became a dad. Um, oh, you know the natural way. It was about at uh, you know it was about a year after we got married. Actually, we we had twins, boys, boy and girl twins. Who are now four and a half, and um, that was very, very exciting. And we we cheated a bit. We did it by we outsourced, and we did it by surrogacy. That's uh, not cheating. That's <laughs> just, you know, a woman would have to be involved. Sadly, yes, that's <laughs> right. Jane Bain, I gave her the call. She wasn't interested. She is married. Yeah. So. Okay, sure. Good excuse. Uh, Listen, we had a thing. You know. <laughs> uh, no, we um, we did it in America, where it's uh, it's fantastic. Um, things in place there to to do it in California. Uh, wonderful egg donors and surrogates there sort of like almost like tinder where you you would be swiping through uh, a booklet pages and pages and pages of people and you know going well you probably went for looks first to be honest and then you would check out the high school you know grade stats and mm. also look for a personality there as well and um you know when you say personality were you looking for people like who was it like oh I want someone who's incredibly fascinating and cultured and like better than me or were <laughs> yeah. you like I'm looking for someone who's a laugh who I might like to go for a pint with do you know what I mean probably the pint but yeah that's a good point you know, maybe someone to fill those gaps um, Justin's you know a, a, he topped commerce at Melbourne Un- University so he is the literal opposite of me uh, who did milk bar maths as we called it uh, at school <laughs> the, milk the, bar the, maths the simplest uh, milk bar maths oh milk bar maths yeah. okay yeah, why yeah, is yes. it called milk bar maths well, you have to explain <laughs> this uh, oblique cultural reference to <laughs> me milk please. bar is like an off license oh okay yeah. why don't you just call it an off license well then I say that why is an off license called? why isn't it called a fucking wine shop or a booth <laughs> <Why isn't it laughs> the alcohol shop well, this what does off license well, even milk. mean it sells milk it sells milk oh, it sells milk as yeah, well yeah yeah because like you know it's like milk and bread and things like that but it was always called the milk bar and that's where you went to get lollies uh, and milk and fags, basically. Are like a news agents. Yeah, but but it, it doesn't sell newspapers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, where'd you buy newspapers in Australia? This is so confusing. And the news agent. <laughs> Wait, does the news agent sell milk? We have more no. than one shop in Australia. <laughs> Demystified. Hang on. No, no, no. Why would you? Why would you have two names? So the milk bar doesn't sell news. This is it, important. To no, me now. the milk bar does sell newspapers. The, what? It, it, yeah, but the news, <laughs> but the news agent doesn't sell milk. 
You have a, just you, news. You just have news. a boots that doesn't sell shoes, and you know, <laughs> it's all rather confusing. But Milk Bar Maths would com- would prepare you uh, at, in my expensive private school education to working behind the counter at a milk bar selling lollies because uh, they didn't have kids. calculators or tills. <laughs> no, it was right. like the lowest, the lowest, the lowest rung, the lowest of the low. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Tim Tim went to a very nice um, private school in uh, Geelong, which also <laughs> housed. Prince Charles and Boris Johnson. Is Boris like, Johnson went there, did he? I think Probably. He I, would, there. I wouldn't put it yeah, yeah. past wow. the school. We also yeah. have Rupert Murdoch there and all the rotters. Yeah. Uh, so, but, then, but then fabulous you. So that's And great. then fabulous me. So uh, <laughs> for doing my milk bar maths. Uh, yeah. Why are we even talking about boobs milk bar maths? On my calculator. Because Justin's the polar opposite. So, yes. So, we kind of had the bases covered in terms of arty farty and, um, you know, brain on legs between us. So, we were, we were looking for personality, you know, someone uh, who was a bit of a laugh and, and fun. And, uh, you know, we found a fantastic egg donor who, who ticked all the boxes and who we're very good friends with to this day. And we hang out together and we go on holiday. And oh, really? It's great. Wow. For, that's what we wanted. Some, some are anonymous. For us, we wanted to find someone who wanted to be a part of the kids' lives, and we felt that was important for our kids that they got to know where they were from. And yeah, um, yeah so we've been we were hanging out a couple of months ago in California, where our third baby was born, and it's it's wonderful to share wow. that relationship still. And and did you start? Did you kind of? start talking to the kids about that kind of from the get-go like is that something they've just grown yeah, up this, yeah that's this right the system. there's this no we didn't ever want to have a sit-down talk where we're going okay you yeah. know you were made yeah. in a bottle uh, <laughs> yeah. in a laboratory yeah. in a milk uh, bar by a maths bar by a milk bar maths kid come out all wrong yeah that's right I, I want a proper scientist actually doing, uh, doing the test tubes for my kids um, so yeah we've told them from the get-go and, and one of the twins comes from my my boys and one comes from Justin's oh, and really? uh, yeah. people sometimes ask did you mix it all up in a, in a cup <laughs> together which is a disgusting two boys one cup <laughs> <laughs> Yum yum. Okay, yeah, good. Um, <laughs> no, I could understand. Some people that. do do that, though. I could understand. I don't that think maybe so. I don't do think not? there's any mixing. They're very much kept apart, right. and then they will split the embryos that the egg donor offers into two equal halves. You yeah. know, need wow. milk bar mouths to solve that equation. Uh, I think there were twenty or so, and then so they fertilised. You know, ten uh, h something like that uh, from each of us. So, and then they'd put one embryo in from each of us wow yes yeah, so it's the miracle of modern science it's, it's extraordinary yeah yeah, yeah absolutely very, very lucky to live in a time where that can that can happen and uh yeah we liked it so much we're suckers for punishment we went back for you know number three. Mm. Oh my god you had a third child yeah. i mean whatever you set up that's insane <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts oh my it's god nuts. so uh, you've got is it maximilian maximilian's the yeah or milo, we milo. Call him. yeah, yeah sweet. smiley little milo and um justin's keen for another one i mean we've got another six embryos on ice or something so it's it's wow all yeah. that baby, all those babies, and no sex. It's extraordinary, yeah, really. It is, isn't it? All, the, all the fucking that we had to do to get <laughs> yeah, a baby, and you just like jizzed in a jar. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And thank you for talking about. I hope you don't mind us asking about it because oh. I'm aware that maybe like it's not often straight people get asked. And then how many thrusts did you do before you know? If you want to ask me any yeah. questions about the conception of my children, fair, was it, fair, was fair, it, fair. Was it was it was it pure doggy or would you know, how, how was it for you? Um, but um, but so you have the egg donor, and then is there another lady doing the surrogate? Then there's a surrogate. So so uh, there's um, often two women involved. Um, and two wonderful, wonderful women involved. Um, and, yeah, so embryos get popped into a surrogate. And, uh, you know, you hope that hope they take. They don't always. Uh, and, you know, sometimes there's a few rounds. And then, yeah, if you're lucky, nine months later or eight months for twins, um, some babies pop out. Wow. Oh, man. And were you there for the birth of your children? We were for the twins. And uh, we had a race around the world. I was in Australia. Justin was in the UK. And the baby was coming early uh, oh. in Los Angeles. And somehow, miraculously, we got... This is during the pandemic. We got Justin out of London on a Saturday on a flight. He got a COVID test, um, got the results, got on the flight within a few hours, flew to Los Angeles, did all the stuff at the airport you have to do. They hire a car and get out of that race. And he made it within an hour (gasps) of... Milo's oh my birth. god, to oh, catch wow. the baby. Yes. Oh, you had to wow. catch the baby, and I was a day behind with the twins from coming from Australia. So, wow, yeah, 
Thank God. So oh, all during goodness. the pandemic, just to make, make give it a degree of difficulty. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now you're two dads with three kids. How how is that working out for you guys? It's it's amazing. I I can't complain. Uh, I know this is the show oh, to you do can. it though. This, so. whole, this, what this whole podcast is pardon. based on. Yeah. Yeah. About, also, this is Britain. I don't know how many times I've said, if you're going to live in this country, you need to assimilate. And that means, never mind the language, don't give a fuck about that. You learn how to moan about fucking everything. Seriously. We're not happy, Tim. That's what we're saying. Oh. All right, all right. That we're recording this. We're recording this. Back in the freezer. There we go. Now you're English. They should have that on your citizenship test. Yeah. What's the one thing that winds you up? Fucking everything. You're in. Welcome to England. That's what they should I'm have. I'm cold. I'm Jesus. hot. I'm gross. Oh, speaking of which, so we're recording this in the middle of a heat wave. I do apologise. I can't open the windows any further, but let's just get this done and go sit back in the garden. But um, if my husband says to me one more time, oh, it's, it's hot, isn't it? I'm going to run over him like he <laughs> is driving me up the fucking wall. In it's Australia, where it's this hot, presumably at least this hot all the time, yeah. right? Mm. Do people just literally, it's like every 20 minutes, you can set your watch by him, he's, he's going to tell you it's hot. Do people feel the need to say to each other, it's hot all day? No. 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 You just, no. You just look at the burning tree out the window. <laughs> you get the point. I was about to say, I'll move there then, but no. uh, maybe not. Anyway, it's hot. And, uh, and like being a new a new dad when you had the twins and everything, like did you do the baby groups and all that sort of stuff? How how was how were those initial years right, and yeah. times for you? Yeah, I did I did a baby group uh, uh, early on. I think before we had the twins, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, what have we, what have we done? What have we done? Why did we put two embryos in? It isn't like the natural conception of twins where you like. Yeah, it's just it's fate. A surprise, yeah. Uh, or because one of you's got genes that just pump out the twins and the triplets in your family, which which does happen. We consciously wanted twins and put them in, and then it was like, oh my god, it's 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 too late to go back. So I read all the books, Save Your Sleep, you know, uh, Contented House with Twins, just read it and took notes and uh, went to classes and just absolutely prepared myself for the absolute worst. Mm. Uh, and then once they arrived, I was just. I was doing those books by the letter, you know, um, yeah. go to sleep at this time, wake them up at this time, feed, bath, feed, all that stuff at exactly the same time. It seemed to work, I think, but I'm, I may be looking back with very rose-tinted glasses. <laughs> well, um, you do forget. You, you do. do. Forget. Yeah. A thing popped up on my Facebook just yesterday from a post in 2016, so five years ago, mm. um, saying, happy memories, you know, remember five years ago, and I posted on Facebook... Um, Please help me. My toddler is waking up for three hours every night between 3am and 6am. Like, he won't... He just won't go to sleep. He doesn't want to feed he doesn't want to he won't sleep in our bed he won't sleep in his cot he no. simply wants to be up and play please please does anyone know what what to do about this yeah and i read it out to pete and i was like i don't remember that i don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, remember. I don't remember that and i was there i was with you every no. day like you probably read that post yeah never, but it, and it must have been a serious ongoing problem for me to put it on facebook yeah, it yeah. must have been a thing but i don't remember that i remember when he was feeding on you like literally every 45 minutes like around yeah. the clock and then you were just, you were in a complete fog. But I don't remember that. that was, this was years later, yeah. And I remember that, yeah, because Joe didn't want, yeah, Charlie used to sleep between you and it was fine. But yeah, Joe was, Joe wouldn't do it. Yeah. No. Yeah, he would just stand up in the bed like a, like a tent pole. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're saying is you're talking you, shit. You've locked oh, it out. Yeah, yeah, it. He's it lying. That's what you're <laughs> saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But essentially, I like that you said that the routine thing did work for you. It seemed to work, yeah. And they were on the bottle as well rather than the breast, so that was right. that, that does help. What do you mean you didn't breastfeed too? I know, I know. You set yourself down. Yes. <laughs> you just didn't try hard enough. Yes. If you just eaten more kefir meditated, you could have learned to breastfeed. Uh, we, we actually were on a Facebook milk group where lovely women in the area who had extra milk would donate their frozen milk to us so Aww. we were given the breast milk in the bottle which was fantastic um, oh that's extraordinary yes yeah and uh yeah i remember the the two night getting up twice every night for those feeds and they were quite long feeds with twins one after the other yeah and um yeah, and then I would, I'd work the next day as well. I was, for some reason, worked through it as well. So there were probably some pretty weird episodes of kids' television. <laughs> that, 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 
Yeah, <laughs> twice time. a night. Really feel for you. Must have been awful. <laughs> Two whole times a night. Oh my god. I, I do appreciate. I'm sitting between <laughs> no, 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 two no. women oh, who actually carried human beings inside them oh, and then that. fed them off their bodies yeah, uh, for the first right. few years. We made a, a career out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The money is the money sort of dulled <laughs> away. I've got a different toes. I can't make spunk. Do you know what I mean? So uh, swings around the bounce. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked yet oh, again. Um, um, yes, well, I think getting into your career, that's a nice side sidestep anyway. So you have been writing kids TV for how long now, Tim? Uh, ten years, I think, now. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Started in adult comedy and then moved into kids. I love it. Adult comedy. Because you wrote for Rove, which is, as you were saying before, it's sort of like the equivalent of Graham Norton. So it was it was the kind of chat show. like that's In Australia, the, yeah. In Australia. So, you know, if John Travolta, say, was in town or, or someone really famous, then you would see him on Rove, just to provide the context. That's so, right. And we get yeah. to write jokes for them and yeah. there's a loads of fun yeah that was that was my beginnings in tv that's amazing yeah yeah so you're writing jokes for both the celebs and the comedians on the on the panel and things like that yeah 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 all sorts the bants so the bants exactly yeah, all yeah, sorts yeah. of gags um and uh yeah, mc hammer was one that you were saying before. you wrote jokes for mc I hammer write jokes for mc hammer my my all-time hero as a 10 year old <laughs> oh, oh my god uh, and uh so that was pretty exciting and then somehow yeah, moved into kids from there, where yeah. you can't make quite the same jokes in kids' television that they that tends to get frowned on. But, yeah. but kids, like, because that's what I wanted to ask you about, like, um, kids like naughtiness and silliness, and there's the, and also, I always think the trick of, like, really good kids' TV is that when you can tap into the parents' kind of, that sub-humour, and is that a sort of a joy of writing kids' TV, that you're like, I know that the parents are going to get these Absolutely. kind of yes. sub the subplots and the subtext of all that. That's right, because if the parents aren't, you know, hiding in the loose, checking their Instagram uh, while the kids are watching <laughs> telly, yeah, yeah, uh, as you put it, uh, they are watching the TV. You know, they're co-viewing with the kids, and uh, there's a lot of kids telly you just don't want to sit through, do you? When you're hungover on a Saturday morning, many, uh, many kids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what were your What were your kids into? What have What have some of the the, the preschool British well funny enough Go Jetters which I yes. know you you. I mean I've, I've, I'm sure I've listened to your scripts many almost some would say too many times yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure that we love a bit of Go Jetters I just met your, your son with his Go Jetter toy he before was... the show and uh, I, was, I got the red carpet treatment really you from did him. I think he was expecting Uber corn yeah. but he he was, <laughs> he was quite dignified <laughs> like, he, didn't want to, he didn't want to show his emotion too much but he was very excited excited to to meet you that, that's great yes uh yeah you wanted me to do an impersonation of ubercorn but uh it's frowned upon to do unicorn face uh these days so yes, I, that's right i refrained uh, <laughs> but, and uh, you did fireman sam as i did fireman right? sam oh, how many episodes of fireman sam did you do oh, three over three series fuck of me episodes. there's a lot of norman scripts norman bloody norman. price norman now I have to uh, buck popular opinion on Norman Price. I love Norman as a writer. Get the fuck out of my house! <laughs> no, incorrect. As a writer, Norman Price is exactly what you need. You need conflict in in great television, and Norman Price is the perfect little shit to throw into any situation, <laughs> okay. and you, you're going to get firework quite quite literally. He's yes. going to ignite them inside a church. Oh, he or like something. gets stuck to a model plane. He's always setting uh, things. Up. How many absolutely. fires are in Pontypandy? Like, where would Harry Potter be? without Voldemort you know yeah. where would Fireman Sam be without Norman Price to, to tear it all down <laughs> fuck everything up oh my I, God. I would like to see some adult I'd like to get rid of Fireman Sam entirely and just call it Norman Price <laughs> <laughs> adulthood and he does things like he goes to parties and like sneezes and blows the cocaine all over that the carpet things spin like off. That. that is a spin-off like a sexy Riverdale uh, you know spin-off adaptation yeah, where, you know, yeah. teenage Norman Price oh my god he'd he be like Adrian Mole though that, 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 that's <laughs> probably yeah, yeah a bit of a loser oh my god because you, you know the story of my wedding ring being removed don't you mm-hmm. so um, uh, a year ago Ellie and I were having a um, girls weekend in Deal and I couldn't get my wedding ring off and I was like, it, it, there was lots of things going on at the time. And um, someone on Instagram said, go to a fire station, they cut um, rings off. And so we marched, Ellie and uh, Nurse Jessie and I marched to this fire station and knocked on the door. And 
um, what was his name? Can't remember. Can't remember. Um, Sam. 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 Fire and Sam. <laughs> Answer the door. But then four other really fucking hot buff firemen came and they um, they sawed off my ring. And they, one was icing, one was lubing with fairy liquid, one was just like massaging me. It was all very, very sexual. Me and Jesse were just like watching. It was a bit like dogging. It was like, <laughs> very exciting. Someone came in and hosed your ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were they very pulled gentle. pulled the ring apart, all of that. Oh my God, pliers were involved. Fantastic, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I was just thinking... sexier than a fireman. I, mm. I used to get asked to do, uh, I don't know why, but fireman Sam for my kids' birth, for friends, kids birthday parties and I would rock up dressed as Fireman Sam you have a look of him I see that yeah, 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 there's a passing resemblance there's a passing, sure sure a little bit of a little bit of ranger in me uh, and the costume the firefighter costume that I got from the party store I'm pretty sure was a stripper's outfit because <laughs> it had velcro <laughs> shirt and pants and you could just rip that bad boy off and get the party started Oh my goodness! So this is another arm or branch to your, um, you know, income stream. Now that you're back in the UK, because I was going to yeah. say you lived, you lived in the UK for eight years as, as very much single. Well, not single men, but you're, you're. A we couple. lived. We were living our thirties as if we were in our twenties. Yeah. For, yeah. For eight I, years. I think I remember conversations. Lots I had of clubbing. With you. And I, yeah. I got to say, since coming back to London now with three kids, there's a little bit. Sorry, Twinks, that your nightclubs have been shut for the last year, but there's a little bit of joy in not having FOMO on a Saturday night. <laughs> Yeah. Sitting at home with the kids. It's not open. It's not open. No one else is having fun. <laughs> yeah. Lots of memories to draw on when we need it. Yes. <laughs> the joy, the oh joy. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, what were we talking about, Fireman Sam? We were talking um, about um, Tim's illustrious career as a yes, TV writer. Right. Can I just ask you one question yes. about Fireman Sam? Yes. Pete and I have got a theory that Elvis in Fireman Sam is actually Elvis Presley and that he has retired <laughs> and adopted a Welsh... He's hiding in plain sight. We think he's hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Is it the real Elvis? You have stumbled the voice actor. You have stumbled onto a... Uh, to a oh, no, I mean uh, the character. Oh, the character. Just based backstory. on him. Oh, okay, I reckon you've right. got a whole whiteboard in your writer's room going okay, Elvis and he came over from Memphis and this is how he faked his death. I'll take that to the writer's room for sure, Ellie. That's the first time I've heard that conspiracy theory, but I like it a lot. I do have an exclusive Scummy Mummy uh, for you. It's yes. the first time that this has been revealed on, on national podcast radio. Uh, who do you think Norman's illegitimate father might be? This is straight from the writer's room. Straight from the writer's room. Have a think. At, uh, here's a hint. Check out his hair colour. Ginger Sam. <gasps> I didn't say. Oh, I was making a face. <laughs> but Five Norman has no strong. dad. He it's has just no single dad. mom, Dillis the shopkeeper. Yeah. Straight from the writer's room where there you think is a Five He's got an empty chair in the room. Fireman Sam a... got milked in the milk bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Oh my no, goodness. Absolutely. Aisle really? three. Yes. Wow. Behind oh. the rotisserie chicken. Yeah, I, I mean, but then does Sam know that Norman is his son? I don't. I, I yeah, I wonder. That's a good question. We might need to do an episode all, all about the that, reveal, right? the reveal, the big reveal. Yeah, him so because is that why he's always pre- he never really he's never really that annoyed about mm. having that's right. Been such a dick. And, and Norman no. should be behind bars shortly yeah. by now for for us. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but somehow he gets off every time. I know, so. it's the boys cried wolf too many times. Oh, I think I think Sam should reveal himself. To, like, does Norman know that? No, and then no. they should have like a Star Wars style fight to the but, death yeah, where right. Norman finally loses a fucking arm, which is a miracle he hasn't done already. <laughs> Legitimate father, yeah, yeah. That's actually better than my Elvis yeah. theory, isn't it? That's actually, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Which I've just realised. I think I've stolen because there's a fantastic Kirsten McCall song called "There's a guy works down the chip shop, swears he's Elvis." That's <laughs> 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 one of my favourite songs. So, uh, in fact, I yeah. probably just nicked her song idea and adopted it. But um, oh, that's amazing gossip. Yeah, there you go. There we go. First. But so you you've worked on Fireman Sam, Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, the Num Tums. The Num Tums, yeah, back in the day. Num Tums. Uh, Bluey, um, PJ no, Masks. PJ Masks. <gasps> oh, Hang God, on. I loathe them. <laughs> oh, oh, dear, God, no. they're so earnest. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always fucking it up and then saying sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in truth, uh, I do... That, 
the PJ masks do wind, wind me up, but I do like that there is a sort of... They, they do behave like children. Like, they're not just virtuous. They are little, voiced by children, yeah and, the, yeah. and the baddies are children as well. But they do shit things like children. Like, they get jealous of each other. Yeah. And they try and nick each other's limelight and presents. Yes. And oh. they piss each other. Like, and I do like think that's kids. a redeeming yeah. feature. They're also fucking annoying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about his writing, Ellie? <laughs> didn't, didn't say the script was annoying. Said, uh, he didn't create supply. the characters. Yeah. <laughs> The, the characters. I don't think PJ Masks will mind. They're just counting their billions and billions of dollars. Oh my god, this they could it. print money. And all the toys that us parents have. That Ellie has bought. Oh, don't. Yeah. Oh, I've bought them. They're, they're a bit like, and the variations. They made like five different cat cars. So, of course, he wanted. Oh, yes. I was just that they're all fucking blue cars. But no, no, no. One has lights, and another one makes yeah. a different sound. And the other one has got little silver bits on it. And apparently, this means we need all of them. We did not get all of them. Listener. And the awesome thing about being a kid's TV, TV writer is uh, office stationery. You know, oh, hey! The supplies oh. cupboard is chock full of all that shit. So, I'd, you know, get massive kudos from my kids bringing that home from work. You must, yeah. 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 And so they have a concept of what you do then. You're, you're yeah, they kind of get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll ask me, do I, does I, do I work in that show? It's kind of, it's it's a little bit like, you know how at school you'd ask the, the, the teacher, tell us about that, that favourite band you had in the 70s, and that mm. was an instant get-out-of-class free card. Yeah. They will go, can we watch one of the shows that you've <laughs> oh, yeah. written for just to get the talent? on and I'm like Lattery. such a sucker okay yeah. let's just of switch that on yeah. here we go away they go they're, they're, they're wily for so four very clever yes, yes. Um, can we talk about gender in kids TV because yes. it's something I've ranted about <laughs> numerous <laughs> times um, the one that really wants me is, is Paw Patrol which famously just has all these male Horrible. dogs yes. and they're all cool fire fire dogs and police dogs and then there's like Everest the skiing dog and she wears like lime green and then or, and then Lila and, the and then there's yeah. Sky yeah. the dog in a helicopter who's all pink and then like that annoys me and it, it doesn't always work and I know you didn't create Gojetters but there's like one girl there's only in, one girl in, in that too in yeah yeah and Ubercon's a dude as well and uh, Glitch is a dude yep. the baddie's a dude yep, yep, and again yep. PJ Masks there's one girl to the two boy characters yep. and then there's mm. one there is one female villain and one but why uh, is it still that this is still happening well the old ad- adage in kids TV has been that uh, girls will watch boy characters on screen but boys won't watch girl characters. And I call bullshit on that because I have boy-girl twins and I pretty much have, you know, my own science experiment marketing yeah. research right mm. there at home. And my, actually, my son is now really enjoying a show called Rainbow Rangers, which between you and I is absolute crap, but it's seven <laughs> girls. Okay. There great. are no dudes. There's a baddie who's a dude, I think. Correct. And he happily requests that and watches that with his sister. So. Yeah. I call absolute bullshit, uh, and that's just been the adage in the industry. Uh, I I don't like it in my the shows that I'm creating. I make sure it's an even gender split. Uh, I, I think it's completely unfair, and I can see my daughter just crying out for female characters mm-hmm. on shows when they're watching Paw Patrol. You know, she zeroes in on that one pathetic girl character that they've got. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's getting more equal, mm-hmm. but for years and years and years that has been. And, and with race as well, again with Paw Patrol, it's slightly because they're actual dogs. They're dogs but yeah. often there'll be one black character or one person of yes. colour, and then or one person in a wheelchair. There's a, you know, there's a, yeah, yeah it's, it feels a bit tokenistic sometimes. And I, th- I hope that we're getting past that now. Mm. Uh, and yeah, here in London, I notice it so much coming from the area I live in Australia, which is very much like a, a white bread loaf. Um, <laughs> but over here, just like at my kid's school, just like white is definitely not the uh, majority at all. It's just mm. this wonderful diverse mix of kids all friends hanging out together and it's uh but you know it's just tv should reflect the real world so i think it's getting it's getting much more diverse and the broadcasters are calling for it they want that up front and center it was probably five or six years ago i was working on bob the builder and i wrote an episode about a wedding where bob had to build something there's a castle renovation they had their wedding at a castle like Justin and I did. Us. Oh, I was hoping you could say Pompous it was a stag dude. And he had to build an enormous penis <laughs> <laughs> for them all to ride. <laughs> then yeah. Scoop comes and knocks it down. Fucking <laughs> Scoop, get your get your digger off that cock. Um, <laughs> That's what I said the other night. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> can he ride it <laughs> yes he can uh, so um, yeah so it was something there was a wedding episode and I remember the producer saying oh maybe we should have it as a gay wedding and it will be a first and that would be exciting and then there was a bit of backtracking from that worried about the US audience 
oh, for that. Sure. But now, six, seven years later, definitely there is a call, even in preschool TV, and I'm developing my own show at the moment about a gay gorilla couple uh, who have uh, kids via surrogacy. Uh, Where have like you drawn us. the um, material from, Tim? Where have I got it? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, and... And the broadcasters are all over that. There's a lot of interest in in seeing that reality, that diversity on That'd screen. That'd be amazing. That'd be yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And and kids kids are looking for that as well because I know that you know my children, you know, having had or have gay aunties, that they want to see their family reflected in what they watch. You know, and like yeah. that is the reality. We have they have two gay aunties, and we've got really good friends. Uh, male gay couple that are very much part of my children's lives and like well why can't they see that in the TV show that's that's the reality yeah, they live in absolutely yeah. so so there is definitely a call for that animation takes two or three years from writing to hit the screens but so it mm. does, does take a bit of time but right now a lot of the material that's being written reflects that and we will see that you know rolling out on our TVs in the very near future oh that's a reason to be cheerful then oh good on you Tim and Thanks. lots of great strong female characters as well for you Ellie yeah excellent good yeah, I, I shan't throw you out of my house because <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Raya which is a new um, Pixar film which is about a, a dragon and um, it's based in China and, it, and, oh, it, and it's mainly female characters and it's like yeah there is no problem in that, and no, and, also, and it shouldn't be a thing, like because we've had all male characters and predominantly masculine kind of voices. Uh, when it's tipped the other way, it shouldn't actually be a thing. It should just be like, well, that's okay to have all female characters or or whatever. Yeah. Um. um and it it, you just hope that that's now normalised. But you need to be kind of bold, I think, and go. No, we need to represent this family um, for that. But yeah, I hope this gorilla thing takes off. So we. I hope so. Well, yeah. Has it got a name or, or we It's all... called Let's Go Bananas. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. So we're deep into development of that at the moment. But uh, let's uh, and let's talk about your recent hit, which is Kangaroo. Kangaroo Beach. Kangaroo yes. Beach, which Can't... is coming out on Nickelodeon here in the UK. That's right, Nick Jr. Uh, first day of summer holidays it starts. Oh. Uh, and fantastic that it's come to the UK. It's been a big hit in Australia. With Australian kids, basically about four young animal friends who are spending this amazing summer staying at this spectacular beach called Kangaroo Beach where they're learning how to scuba dive and surf and snorkel and uh, going out on rescues with the lifeguards and basically, you know, learning about water safety as well from their lifeguard heroes who happen to be kangaroos, uh, of course. Right, obviously. Famous, famously great swimmers, kangaroos. (laughs) They are. They actually are. Are they? But they've got tiny arms. They do, but they've got big thumpers at the back and a rudder with their tail and... They are they're really good swimmers, and you know, wow. you know now. they've been known. Not that this makes it into the show, but they've been known to drown dingoes. So they, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> they lure Ooh. a dingo because dingoes are a natural predator for a kangaroo, but they'll right. lure them into a billabong and uh, and drown them <laughs> in there. So how lovely! So that's a great episode of Kangaroo Beach right there. Uh, <laughs> bye bye, doggy. I think it's called. <laughs> 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 they drown Bluey, basically. <laughs> Kangaroo drown my dingo. Oh, that's a variation <laughs> on the thing. Uh, that really is. Oh, so that's... But basically, you know, it's, it's Skippy meets Baywatch is how oh, I'd sum it nice. up. Very nice, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, there's a lot of appeal over here. You know, we're, we're all hitting the beach, this this stinking hot UK summer that we've got. Yeah. may not be the Mediterranean this year, but, you know, we're heading down to Newquay or wherever, or, you know, yeah, just yeah. the swimming pool at our Airbnb. Uh, and it's just it's arming parents and the kids with all these life saving water safety facts. Mm. But don't th- go near a kangaroo with all... a dingo. Exactly. <laughs> but it's all hidden inside this very entertaining show full of lots of comedy and action. It's you know it's it's a bit of sort of Paw Patrol or Fireman Sam but with a heart. Um, nice. you know, very relatable kid characters, lots of jokes, and kind of the Summer Bay effect where you can kind of watch it and get a suntan from the TV. You know, the sun's always is it, shining. Is it like Love Island? It's exactly like Love Island. <laughs> Ellie's a big fan. I've no, never watched yeah, a minute I know of it. it's wrong. Don't judge me. But I really like Get it. Out. I like it because it has a thing. If I watch it, I feel like I'm on holiday in this villa with these very glamorous 20-somethings. and they're, they're figuring not, each other. Like, they would be in real life looking at me going, what the fuck is that pasty middle-aged prick doing? Like, <laughs> drinking lager out of the can and, yeah. you know, being horrible. You'll yeah. get the same feeling from Kangaroo Beach, I hope. There's a very Excellent. hot, uh, very ripped kangaroo named Bondi, who's the co-chief lifeguard along with Sandy, a female. Uh, co-chief lifeguard um, so I hope you'll I haven't experienced him. a lot of sexual attraction to kangaroos <laughs> but 
I've only ever spent four why, days in Australia. Why do you see their shore. arms? The big six foot red kangaroos have yeah. got pretty uh, gnarly biceps. I mean, cows look like they've got six penises. I don't fancy them. <laughs> <laughs> They're cows. They right, noted. Ellie's not into her furries. Oh, Just, right. <laughs> But Tim is everyone. Children's <laughs> television writer Tim Bain. <laughs> no one gives a shit about being gay anymore. But now he's going to really shock you. <laughs> My well, secret life. There's something in there for the mums and the dads. Oh, yeah. Something in there for the fucking the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> My secret kangaroo shame. Uh, oh, yes. But no, that's cool. And yeah, because I, I think it's interesting that you you were a kids TV writer before you became an actual dad. And did that actually change how you approached TV after yeah. after actually becoming a dad and what they kind of responded to? Yeah, I think. Do you think uh, you are you a better TV writer because of being a parent? Definitely, I definitely mm. get great market research off them, and uh, I also realised that you know. On, on writing on kids TV you can craft the script and you know kids will fuck up Norman will burn down a, a, you know a, a orphanage or whatever <laughs> uh, but he says sorry at the end but with kids you know it's not as clear cut as that you no. may not get that apology uh, you know kids are more you know Beavis and Butthead than Charlie and Lola in real life aren't they, they just, just yeah. you know you don't know what to expect next so, mm. so it has prepared me in some ways and, and not at all in others <laughs> You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Right, okay, excellent. <laughs> Well, I think it's time for the Scummy Mummy Confessions. Yes. Yes. I took my son Joe to a birthday party yesterday, a six-year-old's birthday party. It was really lovely. It was in the garden. It was very hot. I don't know if I've mentioned it. It's quite hot at the moment. Um, But she had a beautiful big paddling pool out and all the kids and super lovely. So I left him there. And when I got back, he wasn't in the pool. And I was like, oh, where's where's Joe? And they were like, oh, he said that, you know, after you've gone, he said that he really missed you. And I was like... Oh, that's oh, oh, that's really. Weird. I was like, was he upset? And they were like, no, he just said that he missed you and he was a bit sad. And so you know, and I said, oh, well, where is he now? And they said, well, we just put the TV on for him, and that seemed to cheer him up. <laughs> so <they were> strategic. <laughs> Sitting in the pool, splashing around, and there's my son kneeling on the carpet, inches from the television, <laughs> glasses on, just gazing up at it, and I'm like, huh. Miss me, did you? Mm-hmm. Miss me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to give him points cool, for strategy cool. there. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he's, he's, a, he's a master master schemer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my child. My child was the one at the party who would rather watch telly. I blame you, Tim. To yes. Be yeah, I'll you made TV too good. Yeah, I'll take too that. good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I had an incident the other night uh, where my son hopped into bed uh, with me and uh, there was something under my pillow. And he said, what's that, mum? And I said, uh... And I used the line from Parenthood, and I said, that's an electric ear clinker. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I popped him back gosh. under the pillow, and we never spoke of it again. <laughs> so oh. it was your flashlight, was it? Yes, case? yeah, my, my mag my ma- mag light. Um, yeah, anyway, he'll forget about it, because I didn't make a big deal. I just was very normal about... 
the battery powered thing that he found under my pillow and it's, it's <laughs> anyway I just can't wait till he's like 20 and like he's in a relationship with a really liberated cool girl because they all will be by like 20 yeah. 30 and uh, <laughs> and uh, she's like hey uh, tonight and she pulls it and he's like oh my god how filthy are your ears <laughs> look at the size of that thing <laughs> no yeah my mother has one of those <laughs> oh no <laughs> G grade uh, ear cleaners. There. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I can't top that now. <laughs> For my parenting failure, I. I... <laughs> you don't have to go as low. I mean, this, I, I, is, this I... is the gift that we give both you and the listener is that we make everyone feel better about themselves. That's, being I appreciate so that. Shit. I, I feel like I've been a fairly relaxed parent because I've got twins, and it feels like there's a spare. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's a fail. And probably I was uh, holier than that. Before they were born, I'm very holier than now. They'll, they won't watch TV. They'll only read books. Oh, really? Of. Even as a children's I, TV I, writer? I, I, I even sort of reveled in the irony of that. <laughs> and so now it's just you. like, it's Saturday morning. It's fucking 6.30am. Bang. On goes the tally. Not even CBeebies anymore. They, you know, they find that boring. It's like straight to the ones with the ads. The, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nick Jr. I thought you said Andrew Marr. Like... They yeah. love Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's fine, and that's that will make everyone else feel normal. Good, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, we'll do the same, folks. Nine thirty a.m. Because how old is Milo now? Uh, Milo is four months old, but he's oh. now. And my kids didn't get to watch TV until they were two, but now Milo is just sitting in his boppy cushion, watching like <laughs> transfixed by the TV. Oh, the colours. In a, in a trance, so yeah. I'm a terrible dad. I'm a, scab- a scabby daddy. No, Aww. no, you're just one of us, and it's fine. And do you know what? Milo has the best gift. He has two older brother, uh, brother and sister who are delightful and gorgeous, and he will get all that attention. So yes. well done. Good. Mm. All right. I'll, t- I'll take credit for that. <laughs> it's Thank fine. You. Keep the iPad on. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Otherwise, you'll be doing yourself out of a job anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hugo got given a uh, Freddo Frog when he was nine, nine months old, and I went, eh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all downhill from here, anyway. Yeah. It's all right. Suck on that chicken nugget. It's, it's fine. the gateway drug to everything else. That <laughs> no. Oh, well, there we go. Um, well, what a delight. It's so nice to see you, Tim. Oh, Thank you for coming on the podcast. After all these years. I know. Yeah. Amazing. Is there anything so, you want to plug or where can people follow you, that sort of thing? Uh, you can go to the Nick Jr. Uh, site and look at Kangaroo Beach sort of stuff on there. Kangaroo uh, Beach. If you're sexually attracted to Marcy, <laughs> do check out Kangaroo Beach, uh, the show that Tim has written to fulfil his own sexual fantasy. <laughs> um, it's marvellous for kids. Excellent. Uh, good. And have you got any social media handles that people can follow you on? Uh, I've got my website, timbain.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Kangaroo beach.tv nice. for some puzzles and vids we can and put stuff. those in the show notes as well please and do it's b-a-i-n b-a-i-n there's a kangaroo beach instagram you can jump on and uh, yeah, i really hope people love the show over here it's yeah um, that's great yeah because blue has blue has been a massive fucking hit blue has been a big hit i got to work a little bit on that a uh, bit of a confession i got fired uh from blue oh! one episode did you go too blue on blue <laughs> too blue uh Bluey called me into her office, which you know is a kennel. And, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was humiliating. She did the, the, the sort of dance. <laughs> she said, "I've been looking at your hard drive. What's these kangaroos?" <laughs> <laughs> you Zero. got fired. You got fired after one episode of Bluey. I did. Everyone, look, everyone gets fired. So the, the creator of Bluey, Joe Blum, is uh, Brum is an absolute genius, and he writes the majority of them. And occasionally, one person gets to come in and write an episode, and I got to do that, which was fabulous. But yeah, I didn't. Didn't get to write any more after that. <laughs> I will take full credit for that show's success. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, you can't take that away from you. You have written for Bluey. I have you written have for Bluey. I have a credit. Yes, I wrote an episode based on um, my childhood using my dad as a climbing frame, which my children now do to me, called Mount Mum and Dad, where they hike up um, Bandit uh, as if he's as Mount Everest and uh, made it to the screen. So I'm very proud of that. Well uh, done, you. Thank you. And that was it. But Bluey sacked, <laughs> Bluey sacked me. Oh. <laughs> well, fuck you, Bluey. Uh, and bingo. Don't you, my new friend, Tim. <laughs> uh, and to make, make it worse, my friend Tony gave uh, my kids 
uh, presents yesterday when we went around to his house. It was a Bluey and Bingo, the <gasps> plush toys. And I was like, now I have to Enough. look at my kids gleefully playing. Fail, Daddy, fail. Yes. <laughs> oh, playing with, yeah. Thanks, just, Tony. Oh, playing with no. the enemy. Anyway, no, I love Bluey. It, well, no, it's a very good show. Do go and follow Tim and find his website, which should be called Tim Bain in the Membrane. I don't know why you're going with that, uh, but there you are. <laughs> he's missed a trick there. But who am I to tell him what to do? do you know what I mean, he's a kangaroo fancier. I don't really want to <laughs> get any closer to him than I am now. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we, we are the Scummy Mummies, obviously. You can find uh, tickets to our shows at scummymummies.com. We're going all around the country in both 2021 and 2022. Um, we've got merchandise to purchase from Scummy Mummies shop, and I think my book will still be in print. I was about to say, I've heard an unconfirmed remand, and that you've got a book I've out. You've kept it on the down low. Oh, I, I don't want to sell it, to be honest. I, I yeah. really don't. Uh, I, just a couple of copies to my mother in Australia. Uh, Get Divorced, Be Happy is now out. Uh, you can buy it, and I think it's quite reasonably priced on Amazon. And the audiobook is available, in which I read it, and then Ellie reads the best chapter, which is, of course, the chapter she wrote. Mm. The chapter she wrote, which is the new Angela Lansbury <laughs> And really again, uh, my book, Thorn in My Side, will be released <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I've written it and got a book deal. And yeah. um, good. Oh, well, there we go. Thank you so much, Tim. A pleasure. It was an absolute joy to have you. Thank you. There's lots of wine on set as well, which I loved. Always good. On a Monday night. Yeah. Oh, the kids' shows are going to be fun tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. That's how we like them. All right. (laughs) Until next time. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.